And we're back. You're listening to Geeksters Live here on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and tune in. So search Aquanet Radio on those apps. All right. So when we last left the show, I, I forgot I had a movie review. Oh. It was uh, The Cloverfield Paradox. <laughs> I was around taking a break. And I'm like, oh, I completely forgot I mentioned it. I was going to talk about it. Um, third in a series of Cloverfield movies. Yes. Sometimes one or not. The first one and the second one are not really r- related. Mm-hmm. Third one kind of sort of was related to the first one. Okay. Um, the idea is that there's a space station, and they're trying to um, test uh, alternative fuel so that it would stop the wars that are start, starting to happen over oil. Mm-hmm. And something happens, and it creates a, a time paradox where they're in multiple dimensions. They go into an alternate dimension. And that right before the alternate dimension, right before it happens, the accident happens... They have uh, Donald Luge, the guy who plays uh, um, Bullock yeah. in uh, Gotham. He's also been in a bunch of other stuff. I think you know from Sons of Anarchy. If you saw his face, you go, oh, I know that guy. I know who you're talking about, but it's because he had a little mini stint on Law & Order SVU. Oh, okay. I All don't right. think he was All in right. I don't remember him from Sons. Okay, maybe that's the reason why. <laughs> you, you, you confuse Sons of Anarchy and Law and Order SVU. Yes. Huh? <laughs> vroom, vroom, da, 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 da. vroom, vroom. Da, da. <laughs> anyway, so um, he's pushing a book about the fact that if they test that, there could be ramifications. Mm-hmm. And he kind of lays out what's going to happen in this movie in like a little video screen that there's, he's doing an interview with somebody. Mm-hmm. But of course, he's hawking a book, so everyone thinks he's kind of a quack. Right. You know, sure enough, a paradox. You know, they get they get ripped out of their time and into an alternate dimension, and they have to find a way to get back home. But during that time, there's little differences in obviously parallel universes, mm-hmm. where it's it's not that woman who's doing the job, but this woman. Right. And they find her, and then there's like this wacky shit goes on. Um, I won't give it too much because I. I Here's the best way I can put it. You know how you felt about Bright? It was a Netflix movie. Yeah. That's kind of where I felt about the gift. I, having, wow. watched, having watched it on Netflix, I enjoyed it because it was on Netflix. Yeah. If I would have went to the movie theaters and saw it, I probably would have walked out kind of pissed. Okay. Because I spend an enormous amount of money to go see this movie, and then I walk out. I, I, I felt like it was, oh, it was okay. It kind of felt like a little shoehorned in. Yeah. Um, it kind of explains like what happened, like how the monster from the Cloverfield apparently showed up because they did this rip in time, which allowed demons and other monsters from other dimensions to seep their way into our world. Okay, so it's like a prequel. Kind of, yes. Um, so I'm like, I watched it and I was like, all right, you know what? I enjoyed it. It wasn't like, I wasn't like, what is all this movie? Like not the way I felt about 10 Cloverfield Lane right. or the first Cloverfield. I was like, all right, you know what? It's they all can't be home runs. This was a solid double, okay. you know. Um, I, you know, probably a double because I, after that, I'm like, hey, I'm paying for Netflix. Let me watch the Flash, like you know. <laughs> <coughs> um, it's not like you've really lost money, right? I didn't deal. lose any money, and you know, so out of the deal. So I'm like, all right, well, I, I enjoyed it. Some people didn't. Some people were like, it's kind of boring because it's you know out in space and it's like uh, this heavy drama of like, well. You are you're a bad guy because you're from Germany and Germany or Russia and it's like tensions are building because of what's happening on Earth that you don't really see, mm-hmm. but they kind of 
bring that, like, let's say you were from Russia and Russia is now invading, let's say, um, China, the person on the on the space station has ill will, ill feelings towards the Russian guy. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing. It's like, well, we're all scientists. We're supposed to be doing this for everybody. Not just me. Not you know, that kind of, those kind of arguments. Okay. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, I, I thoroughly, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say I'd be like, Whoa, go on, go watch it right now. But Man. look, if you got nothing to do on like, in, it's like an hour and a half, maybe like close to two hours. You got nothing to do in an afternoon. It's rainy. You're by, your, by yourself. Yeah. Watch it. Okay. You know, <laughs> Video game news related, though. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I, I had an incident the other night. Was it uh, last night? No, it was Friday night. You have two things to talk about. I have three related. things video game related. Okay, well, one of them might be news, so I don't know what that one is. Because um, um, <laughs> you said you had video game news. Oh, video game <laughs> reviews and, well, news. Is, here it is. Okay. I'm going to bury the lead. I wound up trading Monster Hunter World. Really? Yes. Not because I didn't like the game. Right. It's because I threw up. <laughs> the other, the when I started playing the game, we've talked about this on the show a couple times. Not, it wasn't something graphically on the on the game. It was the game itself yes. made me sick. Right. Um, we talked about in the past, certain games get me a little motion sickness. Because the know. camera spins on you, and you right? Even that motion sickness. Now. I noticed that when I'm in the town, the, my base camp, I would feel like a little queasy. Little. Not much. And I'm like, well, I'm never really in there for too long, so maybe I can ride it out. Right. But the other night, I had to do a mission. I was doing a side mission where I had to kill these flying things, and I was spinning the camera around a lot. And next thing you know, I'm like, ooh, I don't feel so good. Let me, I got to kill 14 of these things. I think I, I think I can ride this out. <laughs> you know, I got like maybe out to like 11, and... <laughs> okay, you know when you're about to throw up, your mouth fills with saliva. Yes, that's exactly what happened. She was asleep when it happened, and I was like, "Oh, I think I'm gonna hurl." Like, this is not good. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I was like, all of a sudden, whoosh, my mouth filled with saliva. And I'm like, and I'm only like five, six steps away from the bathroom. So I got up, walked over, hook a hook a hook a iced tea. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it was it was real quick. It wasn't like super like it was just like, you know, and next thing you know, I'm done. But it didn't make me nauseous and sick and lightheaded, super headache. So I was like, well, I guess I'm going to try to trade this in because I, I there's no way I can go back. And of course, you know, I mentioned it. People were like, well, try to change the camera angles or try to change the 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 speed of the because you can make those changes. I'm like, look, I want to. Give me if it doesn't work at the default level, I'm not going to spend an hour going. Does this make me sick? Does this make me sick? Uh, you know what? I don't feel like I'm going to throw up now. But if I do this, oh, you know, I'm like, it's not worth the time. Like, <laughs> so I actually went out training in and I picked up a Sniper Elite Four, a game that I've liked, Sniper Elite Three, yeah. and I was waiting for a good chance to pick up Sniper Elite Four. It was on sale, and I traded in something towards. So I wound up walking away with nothing. So like, an even swap almost. Like, yeah. Um, but the free games this month on um, the PlayStation Network, because yeah. I'm a PlayStation guy, is um, Rhyme, R-I-M-E, and uh, Knack. It was like the launch, Knack was the launch title game for the PS4 when it first came out. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to play that one, because what happened was I was playing Rhyme, mm-hmm. and I was like, it's a real rinky-dink, it's, 
Uh, for those people who don't know, there was a PS3 game called The Journey, mm-hmm. which you were like this little character. He was walking along the desert, and there was these like, little puzzles, and those puzzles were like notes, and they would open up doors and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. This one, you wake up washed on a beach, and there's like these little puzzles. And I'm like, all right, you know what? It's a free game. Let me just start running. Three hours later, I'm still playing. I'm like, my fuckers, you got me. <laughs> you got me. You got me. And I'm like, this is actually pretty decent. It's like... They're like little puzzles that you're like, okay, well, I have to open this door in order to open this door. I got to line these things up perfectly. Mm. And it's like, okay, well, I can do that. You know, I got to think about it. It's going to be like five minutes here, 10 minutes there to think about it and then move on. And next thing you know, it's eating away chunk, chunks and chunks of my time going, I, I, I have to get sick of Monster on a world. I, I, I can't be playing three hours of this. <laughs> I, so it's thoroughly enjoyable. I would say, like, if you get a chance to download it for free, it actually winds up does sucking you in because you don't really know. There's not a lot of talking in it. Mm. Um, there's this, like, fox-like creature that kind of barks. And every once in a while, I see the character from the journey. Like, the only thing I remember is that he's got this, like, long, flowing black red cape. Mm. And every once in a while, I see him, and I'm like, am I supposed to go over there? Let me start walking over there. Um, the other thing is, it's sometimes... The way the world works is kind of funny for me. We were talking about Shadows of Colossus, right? Yes. Guess who got a copy for being in my position of my job? You did. I did. <laughs> All right. Uh, free copy. You know, one yeah. of the perks. Uh, so I upload it, you know, and I start playing it. It's actually quite enjoyable. It's still, you know, it's beautiful. Yeah. Still beautiful. Right. Still silent. Yeah. Um, I think I grew up. To the game. Okay. What I mean is is that like when I was younger and I played it, it was like, oh, this is boring, blah, blah, blah. But this time around, I was like playing. I'm like, okay, well, it's kind of pretty. And, okay. I, I kind of didn't really. They modernized the controls a little bit because it made me feel like when you were talking about how they modernized it. Yeah. They modernized it for like the normal, like how people play today. Mm. Like, okay, we'll hold this to grip. You know, like when you put your sword up, it's supposed to give you like a beam of light to show you where the, the guardian is. Yes. It, to me, it felt like it was a little bit more on point, you know? So I was able to go, oh, hey, look. Well, this seems a lot easier this time around. You know, let me go walk out that way. Okay, there's a Colossus, the first one. I'm like, all right, now scan. I, gotta, I remember how to scan it and then find the weak points and then do the climb. And then every once in a while, I try shaking you off. And I'm like, well, hold on, whoa. Like, it actually wound up being a little bit more enjoyable this time around than it was the first time I played it. Oh, okay. You know, so I, it's... I, it might be one where I might have to kind of keep playing because now I'm kind of invested. Not yeah. invested, sort of invested. Like, I, it depends on, like, when March, end of March when Far Cry 5 comes out. Then they'll be like, I don't know nothing about no other games. <laughs> I'm in Montana bringing down a cult because <laughs> they need me. <laughs> oh, is there something I'm missing? So Sean starts this game. Uh-huh. Okay it's soft download and all of that immediately it is pretty i'll give it that all okay right. it is pretty now i didn't play it this is from me watching it point of view right okay so it starts there is talking but it's not in english it's all japanese <laughs> yes. yeah so there's english subtitles right i really feel like we watched the intro movie part for like a solid 25 minutes before sean ever got to move the character i mean it was a long <laughs> time okay <laughs> So I'm watching, and I'm like, fuck, this has got to be the game Ed was talking about where you just ride the horse. I mean, it fucking has to be. 
because I didn't remember the name mm. of it. Couldn't yeah. remember the Colossuses or whatever. Colossi. The, whatever yeah. the plural for Colossus is. Couldn't remember any of that. But just the fact that it took so long to give you like this little story of the chick dying. He wants to bring the chick back. Blah, 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 blah. So then he finally gets to move. And he walks down these steps and jumps off this thing. And there's desert. Yeah. Oh, fucking <laughs> And the music is very, very boring. <laughs> okay. It's almost like puts you to sleep in a way. You know? Like worse than Zelda music. Like original Zelda music. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like this is bad. So I'm watching. I'm like, fuck. Well, I just want to watch just a few more seconds. Okay. So Sean puts his little sword up and the little beam of light things happens. And that's kind of cool. I'll give it to him. Like the little beam that as you move, it kind of uh, focuses in on yeah. where you're supposed mm-hmm. to go. And I'm like, all right, that's visually it's very pretty. All right. Then he starts walking, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I don't think I can watch this. So he's like, where's my horse? Because he, like, rode in on a horse. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think you have your horse anymore. It looks like you're hoofing it all the way over there. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, like, the horse runs up. Apparently, you can, like, steer the horse, and um, wasn't there, like, horse controls for when you were riding yeah. him? Okay. So that happened. You know, the first couple seconds, Sean ain't got his horse controls down. (laughs) So the horse is not riding straight. The horse is like, uh, this is a visual, but he's going from like side to side because Sean can't. like a serpentine. Yeah. Because he can't really figure out how to, to, I mean, it takes a second to figure out, okay, this is how you drive it. It's been a while since I've been on horseback. It ain't like Red Dead Redemption. So then I asked him, I was like, is this the game that you and Ed talked about on the podcast that was like really fucking slow and it took like 20 minutes to get to your destination? He's like, yep. I'm like, fuck this. (laughs) (laughs) So I rolled over and was like, I don't, I don't want to watch this anymore. This looks very, 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 very boring. I don't know why you're playing this. And I ended up going to sleep. I didn't know that he got like to the little Colossus. So I, I got to a Colossus. I, I didn't took know he out did any of that. I took out like two within like thirty minutes. Maybe. I watched like a solid thirty-five, almost forty-five minutes of the game, and he was just riding in the desert. Okay, <laughs> and a I mean, horse the, with no name. Yeah. <laughs> now apparently the horse did have a name, which I don't yeah. remember what it was at first. It said the horse's name, and I was like, "Oh, that's a cute name. I'm gonna remember that." And I did not. I could not tell you what the horse's name is. So I'm like, I don't. Well, this has got to be boring, like Ed said, because it's been like 40 minutes and they give like a 25 minute story of something. And then <laughs> it's 20 minutes of a desert. Like, fuck this. But I don't know why you're still playing this. This is stupid. <laughs> yeah, I get in trouble. <laughs> That's insane. I was like, turn it off because this is boring. It wasn't like that. I was just like, no, fuck this. I can't watch you play this. I'm going to like read and do my thing. And like, I'm going to sleep. He's like, okay. And then I went to bed and I couldn't even tell you like at what time he woke me up to like make me move because I'm a bed hog. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, th- at watching it, I'm just like, why? Why would anyone want to play this? First of all, there's no English, and then the, the subtitles because it's in Japanese. I don't. I do not speak Japanese, and I'm not insulting the Japanese language because uh-huh. I'm sure English apparently is like one of the hardest languages to learn. Yeah. In yeah. Ling- linguistics or whatever. Sure, we'll go with that. I don't know what it's called when you learn languages. I know one. Barely. <laughs> Southern. <laughs> right. right. Maybe a little curse words here and there are some other languages because that's what everyone learns first is how to cuss somebody right. out. Um, but in the talking in Japanese, the subtitles were not – like the whole subtitle three sentence that they were speaking would pop up. So you would read it, right? But there was like pauses in the sentence. They were using correct punctuation in mm-hmm. speaking, right? Mm-hmm. So the sentence would pop up. 
I would read what they were talking about, and then like fifteen seconds would go by before they finally like spit it out. Right. Like the whole time, I'm like, could you say that? Just say it. Just say the whatever sentence you're saying. <laughs> If not, like, you know how in sing-alongs it pops up with what, and, like, the little head bounces yeah, so that whatever bomb. you're yeah. singing or right. speaking, the subtitles are timed with it. This is not how this happened. They would give you, like, a solid three sentences of subtitles and then take forever to speak those sentences. And take, it's a lot quicker to read them. So you're just staring at the screen, waiting for him to finish whatever the fuck he's saying. Right. <laughs> and then the next three or four sentences would pop up. And you're like, oh, okay, I'll read those. 30 more seconds go by. He's still not done talking. I mean, it was very long and drawn out. Like, very, very, very. And the game could be a phenomenal... I mean, obviously, if it's good, if it was old and then they brought it back and people are buying it. Apparently, it's a good game. But it's slow. (laughs) (laughs) That's my question. Is it it selling? Like, I'm I'm curious. Uh, I don't know, because he got the code for free. <laughs> if he'd have bought it, I'm like, yeah, it's all one. <laughs> I, mean, I was hooked into it because back in the day when it came out, it was on G4, and they were talking about it on. How X-Men. far back in the day are we talking? Like, what what console did it come out on first? I think it was the PS2. Or it was a book. PS2 game. So you still had a memory card for this shit. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> all no, right. <laughs> anyway, the original release date was October 18th, 2005. Yeah. So when when we when I first saw this, you, you just kind of were drawn in because they 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 really hyped up the game. So you were kind of like, "Well, it sounds fascinating. Like I'm going to try this game." So I went on board, and I think I got it on sale. Like, you, know, <laughs> you, know, you know, I don't buy these games like sixty bucks. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so I brought it home, and I'm 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 like loading it up, and I'm ready to go, and I'm like watching, I'm like. Holy crap! I'm like, I'm actually walking the distance of a of a of a, of a desert. This is ridiculous. <laughs> There's no speed points to this. And then I'm like, and can then I fast see, travel? <laughs> and then you see way off in the distance, you see that glowing spot. You know, that, yeah. like you, that you where you have to go to, and you just keep going, and it doesn't get bigger at all. And you're oh, like, fuck that. How far is this? And then it's like, wait, if I kill this guy, do I have to walk all? <laughs> you don't. At least not. Yeah, they, you, you you warp back there. Right, they jump back. Yeah, right. Like, this is great. It was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> well, I mean, I would say like the opening because, like she said, it is the Japanese language. Sometimes where we would use the word, "How are you all doing?" We have contractions. The Japanese language, I don't think, has contractions. I could be wrong because again, I'm not a linguistic a linguistic linguist linguist. Okay, I can barely speak English myself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so it's like, hi, Ed, how are you? And it would take like three minutes, like 30 seconds to get that out in, in the original culture, you know, in Japanese, it might be like 10 seconds and it's like, hi, I'm Bob. Like, you know, so you do have to kind of wait through that kind of. Well, I mean, like I, I got more used to it because when like movies were doing, were doing that when you got like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon and you're watching in the original they were speaking the original Japanese, and then you were what, reading the subtitles. You would read the subtitles fast, so fast, and then they were talking, and then you kind of just kind of have to wait, and then you wait for the next set of words to come. Right, out, you know? and you get used to it, you know. And, they, and there's other ones I think uh, they did it in Kill Bill as well, and I was like another movie, but it wasn't all in Japanese. So you go, all right, you know what? I could sit through. I'm far too simple for that kind of shit. <laughs> well, I, well, see, I think the same thing. Like, like that's why I said I think I aged up into the game. I think mm-hmm. as as a gamer, I wouldn't say I matured, but I think I, as I got older, mm-hmm. um, I got maybe more patient with video games. I don't know. Like, I kind of feel like like back then, 
I was probably 2005. 13 I was, years ago. Yeah, so I was 35. Yeah, yeah 35. Was that? Th- yeah, 35. 35 yeah. 34. 34, 35. And it was... I was like, ah, this game ain't for me. It's too slow. It's drag. You mean I got to walk over there? I ain't got time for that shit. I got things to do. Like, <laughs> now I kind of, I, I, as even though it's 13 years later, I kind of feel like I've played games that taken from that hmm. and that I've played and never had a problem with, you know, and be like, all right, well, I mean, how, how, I mean, I played Horizon Zero Dawn. Not a lot of talking in that. I mean, there's a lot of talking, mm-hmm. but what I mean is there's a lot of ground to cover. You're constantly walking or riding a horse or something. So I feel like the game, what was so innovative about Shadow of the Colossus back then is now old hat today. Right. So I kind of feel like when I picked up the Shadow of the Colossus, it was like, all right, well, you know, like I'm a little wonky on the horse, but all right, I got it. Here you go. Go. You know, the controls are still a little tight to get them to slow down, to get them to speed up, because mm. it, it does feel like you're fighting it sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I was like, well, I know how to do the horseback riding. I know now now that I really understand the, the tracking system better, mm-hmm. I can go, oh, okay, let me go here. Like, I know where I'm going. And it's just about getting there now. And it's like, oh, all right. Yeah, but when you were playing Horizon Zero Dawn, yes, you had to walk to places. And there's lots of games that you have to walk to places. Sure. You know, like fast... Sometimes you can't fast travel until you unlock the locations where you can fast right. travel from, right? <clears throat> right. Except in Horizon Zero Dawn, there's, like, stuff for you to do on your walk. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, there's sights not... to see. It's not just flat land. Well, the desert wasn't... The part that I seen wasn't either. I mean, it was, it was hill-ish. Mm. There was rocks right. and shit everywhere. Right. But, like, as you're walking, there's was stuff that you could collect on your walk. Or you might walk past a little monster that has nothing to... Or a bear or a wolf or something that you can just fire a bow out for no fucking reason. Right. Pick its meat up or its coat and then keep on fucking trucking, right? When I watched you, it was open fucking land. (laughs) He wasn't picking up nothing on his walk there. Ride. Like nothing. He was like, oh, that's where I'm going. Ride, 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 ride. ride. Fuck you. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Mm -mm. Mm Mm-mm. Way too simple for that. Give me like a car I can crash on the drive there, and maybe we'll talk. Can you crash the horse? You know, you can't crash the um, horse or like no, make a trip I, I, I or anything. I think the horse like is designed not to fall off edges. Yeah, I think you can fall the fuck off an edge. I did that a couple times, but uh, I don't know if the horse is. Tied. I don't really go test that that game theory. I mean, I'm not like pro hurt the horse. You well, know I know what you're mean? not, but but can you do anything on your travel towards the Colossus? Uh, not yet. Nothing. Nothing. There's no radio. <laughs> you know, like, hey, like, you know, no, no little radio. I got to tune on on the horse. Look <laughs> at <Mm-mm. laughs> <Over to> NPR. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man, I hate it. Today in Colossus News, they're still big. <laughs> and now they're, thanks to you, there's now 13 of them. Good luck, good hunting, good trekking. Enjoy the sultry sounds of nature. <laughs> Snooze fest. With some harps in the background. <laughs> I, think uh, I, st- I think I still have the original game. I should pull it out and see how. <laughs> see if it still holds up. <laughs> see if you've uh, matured, matured as a gamer. Probably not. They're like, what do you think, Ed? Through the control in the first 20 minutes. <laughs> So apparently if you're 20-something, probably not for you. If you're 30-something, maybe not for you. But if you're 40-something, it might be right up your maybe. alley. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. It's it's weird. Like I've, I've, I've gotten to the age where I'm, like, I'm, I'm playing old man games. 
He says, me just ride back in my case of fresh air, riding on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Giddy up. Oh, that's a big whopper. Clash, eh? <laughs> One day I'll get it, but right now I'm just enjoying the landscape. Oh, I gotta get to Denny's. It's time for my moon's over my hammy deal. <laughs> it's getting the sun's coming down. I gotta go to sleep. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the problem I do see with the game, though, it is because it is a dated game. Mm. That it to answer your question earlier, it's not really selling the way I think that people hope. There's certain games that, like, uh, everyone makes, like, uh, like, Crash Bandicoot, fun game, but still infuriating, you know? Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> so, I think Shadow of the Colossus is one of those games where, like, it still has the same feel and all that, but it is one of those, like, if you're not used to, there's a nostalgia to the mm. game, and I think for the people who enjoyed the nostalgia the first time, I think we'll appreciate it this time, because... They did. It was for the PS2, but then they remastered it for the PS3, and now they remastered it again from the ground up for the PS4. <laughs> I'm sure if there's a PS5 at some point in time, it'd be Shadow of the Colossus, new and improved. Yeah. Like, you know, um, so I think that if you've already played the game twice, you know, then maybe skip it this time around. Ain't much change except it's prettier. Yeah. Um, it's still the same stuff. Now, granted, not having played it fully the first time around. There are collectibles mm. and stuff that you can get, and I'm like, I don't really know if I'm going to go after it because I don't feel like looking around for that shit. <laughs> like, if it, ain't, if it ain't in front of me, I ain't picking it up. <laughs> it's 40 miles to the east. You have and, to travel. Yes. You I, I'm like, oh, I'm just glad I got the li- sort of life for, you know, as a, as a bonus content. Like, I just turned that on and, like, hey, yay, you know. I don't know if I could find there's like collectibles and then there's like toys in there. I'm like, I don't know if I have the, the, the will to actually go look around in those areas <laughs> unless I'm like, unless when I get to that class, it's like, Hey, look, there's a cubby hole, reach your hand and look, you found something. Yeah. Like, I don't want it to be like, okay, well now before I go kill that guy, let me go, ch- let me go check the perimeter. You know? <laughs> Cause I'm like, I, I gotta, I gotta scale that thing. Oh look, something shiny's over. Let me pick that up. <laughs> I just don't. I don't know if I have that in me anymore. That's a colossus turd. That's a collectible. Jeez, I hope it gives me something good. <laughs> Gonna polish it off, Give wash you it. Diarrhea. <laughs> Great. Now I got shingles. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, I mean that, that's kind of my video game news, my reviews. All right. Um. Sniper Elite 4, I haven't really played yet because I just got it the other day, so probably tonight before I go to bed, I'll probably get at least a level in. Mm-hmm. I love that game. I love the series of games. It's like, hey, look, I got a rifle. I'm a sniper. Slow-mo shot through someone's head. That, to me, is a lot more fun than, hey, look, there's a big thing I got to climb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, outside of that, that's kind of my, my video game thing. All right. All right. Let's get to the news. some news. Some news. Some news. All right. I gotta open this up here. La 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 la. All right. Ed, you go to Disney a lot. Yes, I do. Okay. Do you know what phrase there the people are never allowed to use? No. Okay. Not guests, but the cast members. Oh. No, I don't. I actually don't. I know. All right. Well, I might know it once, you, once I hear it, but I don't know. If off the top of my head, I'm like, no, nah, I can't think of it. Well, Ed, the answer is a simple one. You actually said it, believe it or not. 
Oh, I don't know. Yes, I don't know is not, uh, they're not allowed to say I don't know. Yes, it, true, that is. When guests are asking a question, any question, they're not allowed to say I don't know. Like, why is the, side, why is the sun yellow? I don't know. They actually have to have an answer. Yes. Like, uh, why do my parents not like me? <laughs> or the or what they do is like if you're if you go like where is you know the small world ride you know and they and they go, and they're not sure because they're in Tomorrowland or in another land they'll go well, I'm not sure but let me ask this uh, cast member to help you oh. out and then that way they kind of pass the buck to somebody else who would know if they're like an early you know start employee because there, I know there is a lot of classes you have to actually take. Before you start working, right, it says, working in the park. Characters are assigned with making sure they always know the answer. Even that means communicating with other park employees to figure it out. Doesn't matter how clueless they may be or how silly the question is, they can never answer you with an I don't know. Um, the rules and guidelines for being a Disney character are probably pretty intense, but it's larger thanks to these folks that the experience of the theme parks will always be beyond magical. Well, I, I, I told you a story a long time ago, but there was one because when you walk into... Any of the parks, really, there's guest information. It's a big sign that says as soon as you walk in through the past the gates, it's basically to ask what's going on, like uh, where's a ride, where you know, like what time the parade is, that kind of stuff, like general information. What time right. the fireworks? You know, maybe how long it, it is, that kind of thing. If Rentals. you're dressed like a princess, you might as well have info information written on you. So my thing always was was that there there's a movie called Lilo and Stitch. I think everybody knows. Well, in the movie, Lilo takes picture of uh, fat people, it seems like. <laughs> Tourists, on, yes. Tourists on vacation. She takes pictures. But he never explained it in the movie why she does this. Right. So one time I wanted to go up and say, because I told my wife, I'm like, I'm going to go ask guests information why Lilo takes pictures of tourists, and she told me not to, so I couldn't do it. Oh, but... challenge accepted, swear. We're going to have to ask. Oh, I'm going I'm to ask wacky questions. Sure. <laughs> oh, also, apparently, um, I'm sure you also know to this, they're not allowed to point with their index fingers. No, they have the two fingers. It's the two fingers. That's right, because it's an insult in certain countries to point with one finger. Right. That so I didn't know. It's very, and that's the reason, now now explains why stewardesses go, right. the exits are in the front and the back. They do what they call the Disney point. Yes. Because apparently, um, supposedly, it's an honor of the man himself, Walt Disney, who would walk through the point and point things with two fingers outstretched, cigarette clutched in between. <laughs> That's probably more of a rumor because Disney Walt was a smoker. Yes. So it's, he's always had it. <sighs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the park is over there. <laughs> you know? the, ca- the, the castle. Turn around. It's right there. You fucking kids. <sighs> I'm good friends with Yeah, I know Mickey. Yeah, we're, we're tight. No, I don't know what the Bears are doing right now. <laughs> Kid, I got some place to be. I, you know how much money I lost because I'm talking to you. Because you need to know where Tinkerbell lives. <laughs> Second star that are right. Keep going till morning. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm, Spend money I, in my park. Hit the gift shop. <laughs> Walt needs a new pack of Palm Isles. <laughs> 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 so uh, also supposedly cast members have to learn to sign an autograph for their character yes mm-hmm. so it looks exactly like looks exactly the same as all other actors the most amazing one to me is Pluto because what he'll do is he'll take the book put it on his nose <laughs> right and sign it like so it's it, so imagine your face 
at being like you know where the nose is and like it's it's sticking out and he puts the book because his eyes are right there so i don't know if the actors the the character actors <laughs> actually have the eyes there because he could be looking through the collar or something like that, right like, or his mouth is open so you see it's that mesh but yeah yeah so now he, he signs it and he signs it the same way like every time and it's it's pluto's autograph like that's got to be tough that, uh, i mean uh, first of all i have sloppy handwriting as it is but now i gotta learn hey sean what are you doing today oh today i'm pluto Oh, we practiced, you know, and I got to sign my name the way Pluto would because you sign it that you have to sign it that way. And- yeah, but Pluto's signature is kind of sloppy, anyways. It's not like the our cursive, right? Sure, it's just I mean, a big P with right. an L. It's right, a, but I mean, it's, if you get to Mickey an- and Minnie, and and let's say you know, um, there's two actresses playing Ariel on two different sides. of Well, the, I was going to you know, ask about that because you know I have not been to Disney to meet Ariel to have her sign anything. But Ariel's signature is probably the only one that you have context to what it should look like. Because in The Little Mermaid, Ariel has to sign the contract over to Ursula. Oh. So in the movie, she signs her name. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, so, right. fun fact. I, you're so right. my question is, is, is Ariel's signature at Disney the same, exact same signature as in the actual movie when Ariel signs her voiceover, basically, to Ursula? Yes. It is? Yes. Do you have one? Can we see no. that? Not on him. <laughs> no, I mean, like, at home, you don't have Ariel's signature no. that I can see. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of Ariel. I like he, Ariel, but I'm she, not my... Stefan probably does. He's a huge fan of Ariel because he went up, he had a, he had a, <laughs> he had a fanny pack on, you know, and she likes to collect things. And he goes, mm-hmm. I have a lot of collectibles here in my pack. And she goes, well, that's good. It pats him on the top of the <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he goes, did she think I was retarded? <laughs> like, <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah. I'm going to message Sipon on Facebook and be like, hey, do you have Ariel's signature? I need to see if it's <coughs> the same. I'm sure it is because it's the only one. I can't think of another princess or character. I mean, Pluto, you know what his signature looks like, but I don't think it's because of like the TV show or anything like that that right. you know. Right. I can't think of like another movie that someone signed – yeah, but I mean, their name. Even still, like, even if you could say, like, there's, there has to be the first person. The first person who was Snow White signed it, and then at some point in time, someone went, "Hey, these, these don't match up." I, you went to Disney today. I went to Disney yesterday. And you get Snow White. Let's let's compare who we got, and we go. Well, Snow White doesn't look like that. Sooner, someone had there had to be a meeting at some point. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. There's, there's, there's really only one Snow White. They work, they work really like all day long. Like, there's not many actors that will play Snow White because you can't like go like you know I'm Snow White. I'm get, doing autographs all day long, and then I have to take a break and then disappear, and then somebody else is Snow White to continue the line. Right, it's that person playing Snow White every day for X amount of years that they have the job, right. I guess. And they, you know, and they, and like they get oh, very so little yeah. time off to do like what they will need to do, like if they have to do something personal. Okay, I, I get the Snow White part because it's a physical being. You see right. her face, you see her body. But someone like Mickey, it's just a head in a suit. That's right. So, like... I they probably have to they have, probably have a signing class that they have to go through. God, I can't. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could. That's God bless them. I mean, I'm I wouldn't. Just, I, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't do a character actor anyway because it's fucking hot most of the time <laughs> in, in Florida. Even in the cold months, it's still pretty fucking hot, and they have to wear these like heavy costumes with right. these big heads all day long. And I know they have the cooling system inside because 
like uh, uh, there was a there was a documentary on on costuming and all that, and they do have a cooling system. But after a while, like that cooling system can't. It's keep still it. an extra hundred, maybe hundred and fifty pounds, possibly right. on top of you while you're walking around. Because you know, because I know like like when we go up, little and Stitch is my wife's one of my favorite wife's favorite characters. So we go up. She she gets a picture of Stitch. She's she's always thrilled to get Stitch, but she never gets Lilo because before before she gets up there, they'll go. Lilo's got to do her homework, and they 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 shash her off. That's cute. And then she you know <laughs> cause she needs a break or whatever because she signals like like I'm getting right. hot. Like I need to Lilo's off. the only one whose handwriting I know what it would look like, but not necessarily like what her signature would look like. But I do know what her handwriting looks like okay. because in the movie, you know, she draws. You're gonna picture. be such a problem. I didn't know <laughs> it. <laughs> That's not her handwriting. <laughs> you know what I. I- I have skin dedicated to you. You can at least be decent enough to write it the right way, bitch. I would never in front of those small children. Listen, I do respect the babies, okay? Right. I do love the fact that the children think that, obviously, I know that that person in her aerial costume with her seashells is not really aerial, okay? Sure. I, I, my 27-year-old self is well aware of that. <laughs> But that little five-year-old girl in You're front of her, twenty-five self. You didn't. Know. <laughs> but two years later, yeah, she did. I knew that then. She aged up. <laughs> a little five-year-old girl, that or boy, whatever, that's in front or behind me does not know that. You're absolutely so right. I would never ever ruin that moment for them for any character. You know, like I'm not a super big fan of some of the princesses, and I still wouldn't do it for them. But Lilo's handwriting in the movie, there's a point where she draws a picture of Stitch and like writes out his badness level. Right. There's. She draws it, and there's words on her little... It's like bad, good. It's like a little key. So, like, you would know what her child... Cause she's a child. Right. What her handwriting would look like if it were her signature. All right. I was like, that's not correct, Miss Lilo. <laughs> you need to call Nani and have her fix... That's Lilo's sister's name. I don't know if y'all need that, but whatever. <laughs> All right. I do. Okay. All right. Well, so let's, uh, let's switch from Disney to DC. Okay. Okay. Um... They were thinking about making a Lobo movie. Yes. All right. I've heard this. Um, Lobo, for those people who don't know, is a DC character. He was kind of like uh, basically an intergalactic biker bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. He was every, back in the 90s, very, very macho. I would say take Schwarzenegger, Salone, all the action flicks from that time. I always considered Lobo's answer to, to uh, Marvel's uh, Punisher. Okay. All right. In a way. All right, sure. All Badass. Right. Yeah. right. Rides a space chopper. Yeah. Um, so they're making a movie. Mm-hmm. Guess who might be uh, directing? Uh, based off the picture I see <laughs> <laughs> on your screen, it's Michael Bay. Wow, yeah. Wait a point. Wait a, hold on. <laughs> Burst my bubble. <laughs> <sighs> uh, yes. Uh, apparent, whoa. I hate pop-up ads. Just going out there. DC's main man, Lobo, has a live-action movie and it's planned in development stages since the 90s. Yeah, it's been in development a long, long time. Developmental so, hell. So I'll, I'll, I'll believe it when I finally see a trailer. Right. Um, apparently, The Wrap reports that Transformers franchise director Michael Bay is being eyed by DC Films and Warner Brothers to direct the Lobo movie. It's reported that the DCWB sees Lobo as their potential Deadpool-style adult superhero blockbuster, and they think Bay would be the man to oversee it. Explosions, explosions, explosions. 
Oh, and Lobo, and Lobo, and then some girl that's not really needed, but we're going to objectify her on screen from the weight, from the waist up, you know, <laughs> or from the feet up, you know, so we can get that possible upskirt shot. And, and they're going to make her underage, even though she's twenty two. Yes. in real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you have to look up Michael Bay? No, uh. I, I was. I I'm preparing myself for something that I am hoping you still bring to the table. So I had to look up that person to make sure that I knew what I was talking about uh. when that time comes. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Um. Yeah. So like right now, it's reported that Bay has met with the studio and gave some notes for a rewrite of the script by Wonder Woman writer Jason. Um. Okay. I'm gonna say Fox because it's F U C H S. Uh, Fuchs. I. Uh, look, uh, I apologize. <laughs> like he's listening. Well, I'm just saying, like, Jason. Like, right now, someone there's, you know. Uh, the rewrites will apparently determine if Bay takes the job or not. So it's like, oh, so you guys want me to. Yeah, I know Wonder Woman was a great hit. Huge, huge hit. Broke records. Here's my idea for Lobo. Um, explosions, explosions, explosions. Lobo. Are you in? No, then I'm out. Like, I, let me miss some script. Let me rewrite some scripts. This is how I see it. Lobo takes a dump. Explosion. Come out behind him. Logan scratches his head. Explosion. Oh, look, here's his chopper. Oh, but we're going to blow it up in the middle of the first act, and that way he can hop into a transformer. And really, <laughs> well, I got an idea. We'll make his motorcycle transform into a robot companion. Robot. <laughs> robot companion. And we'll call him uh, Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. He just kind of popped in the back. Cycle. 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 And then what will happen is, little do we know that Cycle is actually a Decepticon, and that that way we can get our or we can get our worlds combined. DC, we call it the Justice League versus the Decepticons. <laughs> I can see the suits. <laughs> suits at Warner Brothers now. That sounds interesting. We'll be right back. Security! <laughs> Security! Uh, no, cause I guarantee you right now there's a seat going, well, would you make Cyborg? Uh, uh, can you make a toy out of that? Yeah, we can make a toy out of anything. <laughs> I, except those Burton movies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we can have him be a, a Decepticon, and then next thing you know, Optimus Prime comes in and is talking to Superman, and we're Cyborg, because Cyborg's the mother, you know, the stuff that Cyborg's made out of actually came from my home planet. <laughs> <laughs> You laugh. You, some right now, there's an there's a there's an executive in DC going, shit. Can we can we work that in there? Well, can we can we make toys out of it? Explosions. Yeah, I tell you all he talks. So, Michael Bay, what you think of the movie? Explosions, 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 explosions. Oh, so that's where you want to take the that's where you want to take the character? Explosions, explosions. You're right. You know what? I, we'll have my people call your people. Explosions. Nice to see you too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so so you're on the same plane as I am is like when I see a trailer I'll believe it speaking of trailer have you seen the Venom trailer yes Teaser I trailer? have yes I have well, what do you think <sighs> <laughs> this is this is a tough one for me only because like it, it they, like to me I'm like I'm like I, like I was confused when I saw it I'm like is are they showing an origin story like, is, is it where's Venom <laughs> right? like what is this? What? What? All right. Okay. All right. You know what? <clears throat> they did Spider-Man, but like they got somebody else to do Spider-Man from Marvel <laughs> to do Spider-Man, right? You know, I mean, did they go, you know, like, yeah, yeah, we don't need you, Faggy, anymore. We, we got this. We're, we're, we're on board. 
I, I don't know. Like him writing something else. I mean, if you didn't, if you didn't see the last five seconds of the trailer, you would never know it was a Venom movie because they didn't do anything to even allude to the fact that it was in a Spider-Man universe. Well, it was just a teaser trailer, though. That is that is true. I I will agree to that, but at least have like a web of but some the, sort. But the number one thing you have to do if it's a Venom movie is put Venom in. <laughs> like tease, there's Venom. Like give me give me something like the 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 horror face could have been anything. That those eyes and, and mouth was like could have been anything. It didn't really signify Venom to me. Like it just. I mean, there is. Um... Apparently, give me, Tom- a, give me a tongue. Great visual. Um, apparently, Tom Holland is going to have an appearance in it. Okay. You know, however, they didn't really talk about like I'm. I'm. This is tough for me because Stacy asked me about it. And I'm like, I, I'm interested because I'm. I like Venom, the whole Spidey universe. I, I grew up yeah, with. Yeah, but the whole symbiote suit came from the Secret Wars when Spidey had it, and then he I, got rid of it, and then no. Preach the choir, son. So like it didn't look like anything like that, and I'm like, are they just going to glance all that over and just recreate something else, like completely different? And go? well, apparently it's supposed to be the Guardian. Um, oh, Guardian. Oh shit, I can't remember. It's a, it actually is a um, Spider-Man and Venom squash their beef, and Venom agrees to leave town, and he goes to San Francisco. And that's where he becomes the guardian protector, I think it's called, mm-hmm. or guardian symbiote, whatever. I forget the freaking name, freaking name of that storyline, where he's tries to be a good guy. Okay. So, but you still need Eddie Brock in the suit. How are you gonna get him in the suit? Right. You can't have him in the suit without Spider Man, and you can't get Spider Man in the suit without Spider Man being out in space. Right. Spider Man's gonna be in space in May. <laughs> you know? Are it, we getting? Are we getting Black Spider Man? I, Spider-Man? I don't know. Like, I, I mean, love that. I don't get me wrong. So would I. Like, at the moment, his, his his suit gets torn to shit, and he touches. Like, maybe he's out there in space looking maybe at something. That's the turning point of the whole Avengers movie. You know, like, and, you know, it all swings on a guy, a little kid in a black suit. That's right. Look at me, I'm Spider-Man, yo. Even though that wasn't the part of it. That. I, not, that's not the way to happen. But if Spider-Man, if Spidey's out in not space, my Spider-Man movie. <laughs> hashtag not my Venom. <laughs> Like if if there maybe maybe a teaser or a bumper where he gets the black suit and bring like you need something yeah I just can't I don't know unless they go with uh, unless they go with the ultimate Spider Man Venom origin story yeah. which was um, it was Peter Parker's dad. Uh, who was like a scientist? Yeah, and he was working for Oscorp. I think oh. if, um, I might be I might be blurring my my plot lines. I think you are. But they made it, the the suit was supposed to be a cancer cure, like to help people with cancer. Okay, and it became sentient in the I think it was in the Ultimate Universe. Okay, and it it attached on to Pete for a little while and then went to Eddie because they didn't like it. Yeah, but still attached to who? Petey. That's right. Yeah, look, I. I <laughs> There, there lies the problem. That's where we need the. Okay, I'm in for a Venom movie. Is Spider Man going to be in it? Uh, we don't think so. Then I'm not really sure if I'm going to be in it. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to see it because I am a Spider Man fan and I am a Venom fan. I, I you know, as long as he doesn't talk like this, uh, we'll be fine. <laughs> walk the fuck out. <laughs> Give me were... keys. I'm going to sit in the car. I cannot sit through this again. <laughs> you were. Nope. You weren't born of spiders. I was born in the web. <laughs> oh, what a lovely singing voice you have. <laughs> you know, I 
ask yourself, why would a man wear a dressed up like a spider? <laughs> oh, no. Out. <laughs> you don't see folks. This is Stacey sitting there cringing. She's like, oh, no, no. <laughs> I don't even like Spidey like that, but I can't watch him do that to another character. I can't. I, can't, I won't. <laughs> uh, well, Stacy, since we are on the Bane part of uh, watch this segue, guess who apparently is signed on possibly to play? Not possibly. Hey, just because it says on IMDb, I can make an idea. I, I, uh, let's not bury the lead, all right? Move over, Jared Leto. Joaquin Phoenix may be DC's next Joker. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta let it get it out first. <laughs> <laughs> did you see this article? <laughs> no, I did not. Joaquin Phoenix is Joker. Oh, my God. Hold on. Romero, <laughs> Nicholson, Ledger, Leto, and now possibly Phoenix? <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix. Hair lit Phoenix? <laughs> uh, hair, yeah, this was now. This was an article on February 8th. Um, apparently, he's in talks to play the fifth live-action incarnation of the Joker. Reports Variety. Okay. The 43-year-old actor would be joining the character's, orig- the character's origin movie at DC, helmed by the hangover, cre- hangover creator Todd Phillips, who will also help write the screenplay. You said origin film? Yes, they're making Yeah, that's it. what he said. <laughs> that's what I said. I said that. That's what I said. <laughs> that's what he said. That's what he said. Uh, he said yeah, it. a Joker origin film. Oh, all right. <laughs> no, uh, see, now I'm not even going to say anything. Stacy. The floor is yours? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? <clears throat> okay. I have seen an article since then that says that he has agreed. All right. And that... It is official. Okay. It is also on his IMDb page. Okay. That it is not. It doesn't say rumored. Like it says, he is playing the Joker. It doesn't have a title for the movie yet. It doesn't have a date yet or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it is there. It does not say rumored. And apparently, he has agreed. Unless and hopefully, the article that I've seen where him agreeing is a shit fake article. And it could be because you know I don't check my sources like y'all check y'all sources, right? Like I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure she gives us a lot of credit. <laughs> yeah, but like if y'all see something. Like, um, what's the one website that you're like, oh, they're always full shit? Um, oh, Movie Pilot? Yes. <laughs> I would have never known that had y'all not taught me that they're most of the time full of shit. Well, okay? I, I mean, I generally do. I wait I wait a few days. Like, right. I see a story, and then I wait a few days and see what other right. news article, like, other junkets get that article. When I first seen it. this article that he was in talks for it, I was like, Mm-mm, it's not true. I'm not going to believe this yet. Okay? And then I've seen it again. And again, and I was like, fuck, it's true. Because at some point, so many people are posting it, there must be some level of right. truth to it. There's some heat to it. And then when I seen that he assigned that he had has agreed to do it, I also seen that multiple times. So I'm going to assume, but could be wrong on his agreeance, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, I recognized Joaquin's face as soon as I seen the article okay mm-hmm. but I was like mm, I don't know where I seen him from so I am beat him mm-hmm. I have seen the Johnny Cash movie multiple times and think that he played Johnny Cash really really well right okay he plays the bad guy in Gladiator but I've only seen Gladiator like once maybe like one and a half kind of sort of watching times okay. right 
That's a great movie. Um, from what I've seen, it looked good, but for whatever reason, I just didn't. It wasn't one of those ones that like stuck with me really well, right? Okay. Um, I saw it in the theater like three times. I saw it once, and then I, I think I have a copy of uh, the director's cut with the rhino scene. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that was a big, a big deal. <laughs> um, he also played in Ladder Forty Nine, mm-hmm. the firefighter movie from about nine eleven, mm-hmm. right? Uh, him and. Uh, but Chen guy from Greece, help me out here. John Travolta, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> who, who I'm used to this game. But Chen guy from Greece, John Travolta. Who is John Travolta, Alex? <laughs> you know who I was talking about. And it's all that matters. That's okay? right. So, anyways, the stuff that I can like vividly remember seeing him in, I didn't like hate it. I'm not. You know what? I'm not. I'm not disputing. Joaquin Phoenix is a good actor because okay. he's had some good roles. Not, right. That is not on the table all for me anyway. Right. It's just the fact that, like, I don't think every actor can play every character. There, Absolutely. There's, there's a limit to, to certain ranges right. that actors right, right. can do. And, and, and Joaquin Phoenix has not been, like, the blockbuster kind of character actor that you need, you know, kind of thing. Sure. Then also is the problem, the fact that it's an origin story. That, to me, bothers me a little bit because it's like, what kind of origin are we getting Preaching to the choir, Ed, because here's where my problem really lies. Right? <laughs> it's not even so much about who could or could not play it at this point, because unless you like really know who, keep in mind, nobody thought Brokeback Mountain ass Heath Ledger was going to be able to do it, right? Right. And whether you love or hate The Dark Knight, you can't take away from the fact that he did really good playing that role, right? Yes. You, ju- you just can't. Apparently, no one thought that like Mr. Mom dude, which I've never seen, by the way, could play Batman, right? <laughs> and he did it. He did it fine. A lot of people swear up and down that that is their Batman. Right. So I'm not saying that like it's not what. Uh, hold the phone. <laughs> I I disagree with that 100. percent I'm not. I'm. I'm I, I understand why people said that. It's because we oh, it's the only Batman we had. We had, of course, sixty six. Well, well, we had either the the goofy Batman or the Tim Burton Batman. So so we had when you had serious Batman, you go, "That's my Batman," because the choices were Adam West or Mr. Mom, and you go, (laughs) "I'm going to go with Mr. Mom on this one." No, when when people talk about Michael Keaton being their Batman, I don't think that it's necessarily because they love him more than any other one. I think it's because what they got, it's what they got first. Yeah, it's like their. That's what they had at the time. Right. Like, for better or for worse, Adam West is our Batman. Yeah. You know, I mean, and at the time, you thought it was the worst in comparison to, you know, Michael Keaton's. But looking back, you go, shit, he actually was pretty good in that Batman. I really like that original Bat, the 66 Batman. Yeah. Um, But I I get what she's saying is that that there's a teenager who's 17 who saw Batman for the very first time, and Michael Keaton will, um, you know, I got him tattooed on my arm. You sure, know? sure, because that's the first. That's what they know. That's what they're, they're That's where their nostalgia lies. Right, kind mm-hmm. of. You know what I mean? Now, I do not agree with Michael Caton being like the Batman, but we're not going to go there. Joker having an origin story infuriates me on multiple levels mm-hmm. because I don't even care what they give him as an origin. I don't think it's necessary at all. Mm-hmm. I don't want him. I don't want to know where he came from. I don't want any version of any origin story because it's not necessary for the character. You don't want to humanize the Joker. You know what I mean? Like giving him an origin story, for instance, in the killing joke, they gave a quote unquote origin story. Now, like the running argument is, was he lying the whole time? You don't know if that's his real origin, blah, 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 blah. But they did give some type of backstory 
to who the Joker was, mm -hmm. right? Whether or not he was lying or he was just playing it up. We, I, I don't know. I didn't write the fucking story, right? But I, I don't think that was necessary. To humanize a character who is so, like, uh, devious and psychopathic and maniacal and all of that, he's a bad guy for a reason. And when you humanize someone, you make them relatable, and you, it makes it where you can, like, feel sorry for them in right. a way. You know what I mean? Like, when you've seen The Killing Joke, whether or not this is real origin, I don't know. But when you see it and you see what he went through, you're kind of like, oh, poor him. You don't, Why would you want to feel sorry for the Joker? He's a bad guy. He's a villain. He's, in my opinion, the best villain of all time. I don't want to feel that with him. Mm -hmm. Like, just let him be the phenomenal creation that he is. Why are we giving him an origin? I, Joaquin may do this fine, right? Like, it's not his fault if the script gets wrote, written the way that it gets written. He may act in this movie fine. I don't know. I don't know enough about him. He played Johnny Cash okay. But Johnny Cash is not the Joker. You know what I mean? Like, he's just... <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, okay. There's a couple couple of points I did want to make. Okay. First of all, it's it's a Joker origin story that's reportedly set to fall under the new banner of the DC features at Warner Brothers that are not connected to the D DCEU. Right. So it's going to be like a. It might be a separate own story. Yeah, they've talked about it in the past. We've we've talked about it. Several Which times. means that this movie could take place with Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker, origin, blah 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 blah, and then like months later, it could still be Jared or someone else donning yes. the Joker, and it could be a complete. Why yes. would you do that to people? Like, I, why look, would you put that level of confusion out there? Like, if you're going to create a, a cohesive universe where everything kind of like goes together, fucking stick with it. Well, I think the problem is that DC is trying to do that and it ain't working for them. So now they'll be like, well, we have all this property. It's hard to sell it because it's now under this blanket of the Zack Snyder era. Yeah, but if they were going to say, okay, we're going to stop that. Like, we're going to stop this DCEU thing. You know what I'm saying? And we're just going to give everybody, like, their own standalone stuff and it's going to be great movies and you're going to love it and it's not going to tie in. It's just going to be what it is and that's going to be fine. But you, why do you need both? Either have the fucking universe or don't. I, I While I agree, that's the reason why they're, the, the Flash movie, if it ever gets done, is called Flashpoint. Because it's it might, hopefully, set some kind of a balance. Like, maybe if you have him fuck up a timeline for whatever reason, maybe you'll see a Michael Keaton Batman and a Christian Bale Batman in like a, hey, look, I'm running really, really fast. Look, there's a Batman there. There's a Batman there. Like to be able maybe with this one movie, DC's hoping for a Hail Mary pass of interconnecting it all so that way they can go, oh, yeah, Batman 89 and Batman 66 are all part of the same DC universe just in parallel universe. Batman 66 takes place on planet... Earth 66, you know? Um, That's stupid as shit. Look, I ain't, I, look, I'm not running the company. I know that you're not. I know that you're not, okay? And Warner Brothers and DC can try to sell this to me all day long. But it's like <laughs> someone coming up to you and being like, hey, my dog just took this pile of shit right in my front yard. Do you want to buy this for me? No, bitch. I don't know. Is there explosions? Michael Bale no. do it. <laughs> no, I don't want to buy that. Why are you trying to feed that to me? Because it looks like a pile of shit. smells like a pile of shit. Kind of got you dirty like a pile of shit. No thanks. You can keep that in your yard. I don't want no part of it. Uh, well, it's this also would. I guess it's not going to be helping you any at all. No, this is supposed not. to take place in the eighties, and it'll explore uh, eighties Joker. That's it's right. it's going to explore the Joker's rise, becoming the crime prince of Gotham. Now, 
back in the day when the first animated movie came out, before <laughs> the 92 Batman, there was the, the Mask of the Phantasm. Yes. Right. Which gave another Joker origin story. Yes. Yes. Where he was a mobster and he was going back and revenging and killing all the mob bosses sure. at the time to become the Very similar to yes. the Jack Nicholson version of the Joker. Yes. Uh-huh. All right. Um, okay, but silver lining, silver lining it. Of course, the article does say that um, Joaquin has passed over comic book roles in the past. He was supposed to be up for the lead in Doctor Strange and was once um, as Lex Luthor in Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. His main reason why was he didn't be tied down with a multi-movie contract that these films often require. But it's a one and done. If it's a one and done, because it's just a Joker origin story, and it's only like it's an Elseworlds movie, he could be like, oh, I can be Joker once. I'm in, I'm out, I'm done. I'm not tied to a contract. Great. Sure, I'll do it. Right. Or Jared, I mean... I'm going to be honest, if you're going to explore any Joker origin story, I got to see how fucked up Jared Leto's Joker was to get him to be where he's at now. Because that is as so far removed from any kind of Joker I've ever really known. I, I kind of want to see that origin story just so I can go, oh, uh, oh, oh. Like, I just want to be able to walk out with some sort of reaction, you know? <laughs> if they were going to give him, like, an animated... Elseworlds, origin, something other, fine, fine. Give it, fine. If that's what you want to do, fine. Will I watch it? Sure. <laughs> but the fact that they're going to put this in like a big multi-million dollar movie that's going to be in theaters is going to make, that's going to become some people's fact. Uh, yeah, and unfortunately is one of those unfortunate side effects of people who don't want to pick up a book right. in any way, shape, or form. Right. Their knowledge is going to come strictly from what they digest in entertainment. Right. Television, movies, whatever. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you're right. There's going to be someone there picking a fight saying, if it ever comes out, Phoenix's Joker is my Joker because it reminds it's this is who I am. And you're going to have Joaquin Phoenix's hair lip tattooed on a bunch of people. <laughs> I just, I just feel like... Unless he has a 70s stash. He goes... He, he does a Cesar Romero. He does a Cesar Romero. And they paint over it. <laughs> and just Stacey's eye rolling. I can see. It. Listen, I respect Caesar. Right. Okay? I really do. For what it was. Right. And for what it fit into. Okay? So I'm not going to trash talk. The fact that he didn't want to shave his mustache and they just painted it white. Listen, it was like 1960-something. And, I mean, and how it was much also can, his signature mustache. How much right. can you like yeah. really hate on it? Okay? Right, right, so right. I'm not going to trash talk Caesar. That is not today's A and age though. Day and age though. Okay? You're right. Just because Henry Cavill didn't get rid of his shit doesn't mean other people don't have to get rid of theirs. <laughs> yeah, we spent fifty million dollars in removing the hair lip on Joaquin Phoenix. Let's think it's an improvement to put the hair there. At least you'd be like, oh, at least I can look at him now. Worked for Stacey Keach <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know who that is. Yeah, so. anyway, <laughs> I wouldn't. Ha- I don't have a problem with it being like a Joker mobster movie right. because. Joker has always been kind of tied in with like being a crime boss. You know what I mean? Right. Whether it be your 89 version or your comic book version or your animated series version. I mean, all the way up until, you know, he kind of had his little run-ins with the crime, even in The Dark Knight. If that's right. your Joker, he still did it then. If Jared Leto is your Joker, he still looked like he had a, pre- a, a place in like the crime boss world. It was a shit place, but it was a place nonetheless. So like, I don't have a problem with it being like a Joker crime boss movie. It's the the story that they're gonna tell of him is where my issue lies. 
Like, don't, don't. You know, like, if he's already going to be the Joker and you're going to show him being the Joker in his crime-esque world and not so much in his fighting Batman world, but he's still already the Joker, okay, cool, fine. I don't really want that either, but I want that more than I want, like, a, this is how he became him. Here's normal walking Phoenix with no fucking white face paint, yellow, or not yellow, but red <laughs> lipstick, green hair. Here's none, and then all of a sudden, boom, here's what they say is going to happen. You know what I mean? I can really relate to the Joker because he loved puppies. You know what's sad is we'll walk out like, oh, pretty good. And you'd be like, I hate it. Oh, I'll yeah. bitch about something. Yeah, we'll, get th- we'll be like, and hey, we started to see the Joker movie, but we got thrown out because Stacy kept going, that ain't right. That's not the way it happened. Not my hashtag, not my Joker. Not anyone's. Hashtag hair and lip controversy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I got one final article, and this is really for the D&D crowd. Okay. All right? All right. You play D&D? Yes, yes, I have. What was your favorite class? I mean, you have rogue, fighter, paladin, bard. Rogue was a problem. The thief was actually more my... my, my Okay, all right. Um, Well, what kind of deodorant do you use? I, I mean, are you a, are you a brute? Are you an axe? Are you? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a right guard man. Okay, all right. Um, would you switch to another like Old Spice? I have. Okay, because the reason why I'm asking is because apparently, <laughs> weird question. Old Spice <laughs> creates a new playable class for Dungeons and Dragons. The old Spice. Uh huh. Hold on. I, this is for the the, the <laughs> nerds in the room. D and D nerds, get ready. What? <laughs> what? Apparently, Old Spice announced via their Twitter that they created a new playable class for Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, that Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> the tweet included a link to a four-page PDF file that contained a surprisingly detailed set of rules for the new gentleman slash gentle lady class. Built around oh extreme, God. over-the-top confidence in one's own abilities. Oh. <laughs> a jackass. <laughs> uh, the gentleman's class basically is a bard on steroids. Okay. Uh, with a few overpowered abilities mixed in, not only does a gentleman get an increase in their base attack bonus every level, something that's usually reserved for mar- um, martial classes only. I can't believe I'm actually having this conversation. <laughs> I can't get through the article without laughing. <laughs> oh, <so. laughs> oh, I will slay the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Did someone call me? <laughs> Quick, we need help. <laughs> you rang? <laughs> you whistled? Oh. Uh, Okay, so apparently as um, his... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they also get to add the, to their charisma and dexterity modifier to a, their armor class whenever they wear a fancy suit. <laughs> yeah, that huh? oh, oh, my God. I'm a fancy man. <laughs> I'm a fancy man. I'm a gentleman bard. <laughs> Oh, all right. So the uh, the gentleman's default abilities are the catchphrase and punchline abilities that can either inspire allies or damage their opponents. 
As a gentleman levels up, they also gain abilities like turning into an intelligent dog, spontaneously summon a horse, or heal allies with their pleasing scent, which comes from a... (laughs) (laughs) Which comes from a gentleman using Old Spice products, of course. Uh, Eventually, a gentleman also earns an MBA and has the opportunity to marry and can instantly level up his party by getting a new haircut. (laughs) If a gentleman reaches level 20, he becomes a being of pure energy and can make anything explode, but at the cost of ascending to a higher plane of existence. Obviously, the gentleman class wasn't play-tested for balance issues and is likely to drive a dungeon master insane. (laughs) Several of the gentleman's abilities involved either subverting the DM or undercutting his decisions, so it's unlikely no sane DM would ever allow this to actually be allowed in the game. We should also note that the new gentleman class is compatible with the 3.5 edition of D&D and not the current 5th edition. Still, we are very impressed that Old Spice actually tried to use a tabletop gaming to market deodorant which is an insane challenge from how D&D was seen a few years ago. <laughs> I, I, okay, so I opened up. like I, I'm going to go PDF file. It can't be that bad. Let me open it up. It legitimately has four pages of stats. <laughs> like, uh, like, if I see the word Thaco in here, I'm going to flip out. <laughs> I don't. Not at a glance. But his... Uh, I, I, it's... it's it's impressive. I mean, like, there's level one bonus attacks. Uh, he gets a plus five when he leaves his fifth level. His fort save, reference save, roll save, special. Uh, at level five, his special is, I'm on a horse, bachelor's in marketing. Uh, and 12th level is a catchphrase with a plus one D6. <laughs> I wonder if you have to like write down what the catchphrases are. I probably do. You probably what's your catchphrase? <laughs> like, uh, Zippity doodah, <laughs> and plus roll one side. It's okay, roll for Thaco. Roll, roll for roll for initiative. <laughs> you called? <laughs> yes, quick, gentlemen, Old Spice. We need your help. We're stuck in a pit of lava. Ooh, what's a hot way to get trapped? <laughs> How will you save us, oh, gentlemen, Old Spice? I will throw down some deodorant because you guys smell. Because <laughs> we are in medieval times. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can slather the Old Spice in the lava and it will turn into a cool ground. Quick, throw this Old Spice fresh. Deodorant into the lava and then bam, sea of ice. Because ice cold. Now let me summon my horse for you. <laughs> I was like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. I can't believe it. Apparently, the punchline is uh, as a first level gentleman gain a signature punchline, a humorous phrase to confound their enemies. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take 1d4 damage and apply a minus 2 penalty to the next attack roll it makes before the end of its next turn, which means to say something clever and your enemy doesn't handle it very well at all. <laughs> this ability's damage increases by 1d4 every 4th level or so on. It can be used plus a 1 plus the charisma modifier per day. That said, um, right now the true D&D nerds are like, 
I mean, that's, 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 that's pretty impressive. <laughs> I have a question yes? that yeah. you might not know the answer to. Old Spice makes lots of different scents for their right. stuff, right? That are named different oh, yeah. things, right? Does it say, like, if you say uh, swag, I think is one of the names, or like Fiji, that's the only two things I can think of because I'm a girl, so I don't use that shit. But, like, does it say that if you mention one of the specific scents that you get some? See, I never played D&D before. So I don't, I, don't, I don't know what any of the things that you just said were. I know. At all. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just curious. Like, does it, it, is it, does it actually have anything to do with the Old Spice products? Well, yes. There is a pleasurable smell spell. All right? At the seventh level, pleasurable aromas emerge from the dry locations of the gentleman's body. So once per day... Your gentleman, uh, plus your gentleman's level, the gentleman may heal a companion for a 1d12. That's one 12 sided die, one roll of 12 sided die. Sure. <laughs> uh, uh, or health or 1d no stuff. Uh, the recipient must be within smelling range to the, G- the uh, GM's discretion. Um, I don't think I'm going to look up. Uh, there's no specific spell called swag, and you get to do this. Right. But I'm going to say that probably that would fuck up a DM, a, a dungeon master. I, I know what that means. All right. Uh, probably pretty pretty hard. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? I will pull out my swag, yo. <laughs> and I will heal the whole party. Mm-hmm. We all get new armor with my smell of swag, yo. Poof. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, shiny and new. <laughs> uh, apparently, there's a, um, it's the last one. It's uh, he gets an MBA at 19th level. Gentleman earns his MBA and can now solve complex organizational management problems. Okay. <laughs> 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 <sighs> 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 so, like, is this like a funny spoof or like are they serious? They're serious. Well, I think Old Spice is serious in designing this character because I'm looking at what is basically a character design sheet for okay. and an explanation as if it was. If you were to print this out, get a whole punch, and you could throw it in a Dungeon Players magazine, uh, you know, manual, and be like, "I'm playing this guy," because it gives you all the base attack bonuses, all the special abilities, and breaks down all the all the stuff that it's able to do. So theoretically, you could play this as a legitimate character, right? Apparently, like if the uh, DM or whatever says. I'll allow it. Yeah. Okay. If he says I'll allow within certain, you know. My next question, because, you know, real stupid to all things D&D, did they have to, like, call up a D&D creator and, like, say we want to do this? Well, when, like, how does that work? <laughs> or could, like, I make a, a My Little Pony character for D&D? If I, if I decided <laughs> to make all of its stats and all of this stuff and I put in all of this work and I said, hey, I created this character, I want to play them. Yes. Like, I could do that? Yes. You could, because what you could do is technically what they did originally, there is a character called a bard, which is kind of like a, a very charismatic character. Well, a bard, a-, a, bard, a bard is a storyteller is basically what it okay. comes down to. He's, he's more along as long as a fighter, but he tells the adventure of the uh, group he's with okay. of their journey of what they do. And basically, when he, they go to a tavern, he will play, and they will give him money and food and drink. And then he gives it to the rest so of the party. So they didn't make like an entirely new thing. They just like tweaked a little bit. They modified. That... Like like okay. your pony, I would say, okay, you know what? Go get a centaur. A centaur and get the stats from that and apply it to your pony and, and modify it a little bit. What and if you just wanted might... to make completely your own new person? 
Right. As long as you understand the rules and what what has to be created. Yeah, see, <laughs> uh, it's not like uh, not hold like on, this is glasses, and we see this. Now she looks like her head is about to explode. <laughs> She's holding her head in so she doesn't explode. Yeah. Explosions, Michael Bay. She's like, I was trying to just be kind of like kind of lighthearted. You guys should take me serious. Like, well, it depends on if the. <laughs> Basically, like D and D has a, a set of rules, like like everything from. Like, like how you move, how, how the party moves and all that kind of stuff and in order and that kind of thing. And if you know all those rules and go, I want to create a class of my own that's non-existent to this. And you, what basically what ends up happening is, is you basically take like a character sheet and, and modify it to the way that, you know, that class works. So if you made a My Little Pony class, you could do it. Right. You could make a My Little Pony character, have all the stats within a centaur or horse race in there because it's that you had have to you have to line it with something that's in there right and make it your own you're not going to call it a centaur you're not going to call it a horse race you're going to call it my little pony and that's <laughs> and, and those stats and All then right. you got to have special abilities based off of levels so now you go from level one to level 25 okay and every time they level up they get this special ability and right. what it does and then from <laughs> there Sorry, I just jumped into my head. The friendship is magic spell. Exactly. Where it's it like, could be, I might be. Where it's like, hey, there. you and I have been friends for five years. We automatically get a plus two to attack. That's right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, see, we might be. We should stop talking about this live on air because we might be uh, onto something here. Maybe. You're not the first one to think this. Yeah. I'm saying it's been around. This game's been around for, for 30, 40 something oh, years. I know. And they I mean, like, we've. Like I've played games where we've created weapons, we've created characters, we've created everything in that realm because we wanted to be a certain class that never existed before. And then after a while, it becomes popular enough. Dungeons and Dragons will publish it in their book right. and make a make that class because it was popular enough. Kids are playing it; they're right. using that. You know, they're talking about, it, they're tweeting about it, they're you know, facebooking whatever. You know, of course, back then it was all like hearsay and writing letters to right. you know the organization. But they, the thing, and they a postal service, yeah, <laughs> snail mail. Uh, but you, you could do that, and if stamps it was, were like seventeen cents instead of the forty nine that they are now. But they, but like people would write in, go, you know, I heard about this class. Can right. you tell me more about it? And they would go, gee, like I have no idea. So they would research it, right. find out who created this class, and they would give them, like they would give them a credit, like like so and so created right. this class, and then you would have your My Little Pony class. So if this picks up, Old Spice may very well publish this and say Old Spice. D&D would publish this yes. and say Old Spice created this. I mean, stuff. like I said, I, I will I will fucking post this on our webpage, our, our, our Geeksters page, because I'm fascinated. I'm reading here, like, at level um, at level 15, Ed, there's a sp- matrimony, Right. <laughs> At a 15th level, the gentleman may propose marriage to one humanoid monster of equal or lesser uh, CR that he encounters during his travels. The player must speak to the proposal out loud and then must succeed on a DC 20 fortitude saving throw for the proposed to be accept, pro- proposal to be accepted. Refer to the table below for modifiers. The gentleman and monster become bonded for life and the fiancé slash fiancé, 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 spouse. Or yeah is now a member of the party. If married, the gentleman cannot attend any social gatherings past 10 p.m., but will always have a warm body to cuddle up next to. If his counterpart is killed, the gentleman must go in the morning, meaning he loses five levels for the remainder of this session. Wow. The matrimony feature can only be used one time ever. See table below for modifiers. 
like uh, the proposal modifiers, Ed? Yes. The player must actually bring where perform these items into the session to gain these modifiers to the proposal. If they bring a ring, it's a plus five. If they bring a licensed officiant, it's a plus 15. <laughs> if they bring chocolates, it's only a plus two. <laughs> but if you bring all of that, that's that's almost 100% success rate. <laughs> it's a plus 22. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you don't, have to, you, you, can, you don't have to roll at all. You can just say, yeah, and just roll one and get it. Yeah, I got it because it's 22. <laughs> There's the ex-gentleman. As we've already mentioned, a gentleman has a strict gentleman's code that he must abide by or else. If the gentleman ever breaks his code, he is stripped of all gentleman's skills and class features and may only gain them back by carrying a humanoid of the opposite sex for the full day, like an ex-gentleman should. <laughs> is is the dungeon master the storyteller of the whole thing? Yes. Like that's whose imagination you run off of, right? Yeah, I mean, or... How do you pick which of your friends you trust to be that person? Well, I... It's usually like... Like, okay, say, like, there's a group of, of six people mm-hmm. that play the game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we pick Sean. Sean's now the first dungeon master of our group. And we play the game. And there's an end to the game. It doesn't go on forever and ever and ever. There's, a, there's like, like, a movie. It's a beginning, middle, and end. Then when his turn is done, then the next person, like, we select or, like, you, some people oh, do. Oh, so more than one person can be a dungeon yes. master. Yes. Yeah, because she okay. saw a news article, um, a video, a video, a video of a guy who's been running the same D a D and D campaign for years. Yeah, so it's been like thirty years. He's been running this D and D campaign. I mean, you can do that, but at, at the end, it's like, hey, we're going to go to this quest to this castle. Okay, when that quest is done, that session is right. Done. No, it means that clearly people like this dude's imagination. Right. They're right. like, you're listen, you're good enough. We because apparently that's all it comes off of is a whole bunch of fucking imagination and storytelling, anyways. Right. right. So clearly those people happen to like that guy who's been running the same sure. thing for 30 years. He must be good at it if some if been or people are like, yeah, we'll play with you uh, for 30 years. But okay, let's put it this way. Let's say we were playing we play Gloomhaven. Sure. Okay. Mark is the DM right, for, for right. us. Next week he hands the book to you and you run the campaign. Okay. See, so I didn't you, know. Yeah. Because it's the same characters, it's just longer. See, I didn't know that because when we were watching Stranger Things, they of course were playing D and D in it because it all takes place in like the eighties and right. stuff, right? Before my time, so <laughs> yeah, so throw that in. <laughs> yeah, it's always a throw that in. <laughs> saying in that the one kid who ends up falling in love with the Eleven, spoiler, <laughs> uh, um, he's always the DM. But I think it's because they're at his house. That, that, well, could, that, that could be a standing role, but it also could be the one because he's the one who maybe comes up with the ideas for the stories. Right, because sometimes after you, you go through this long campaign and you enjoy it, you go, do you have another one? And right, then like, okay. They're like, oh, yeah, I'll be DM again. And right. then you, you play another adventure, so you can But if someone on. has like a shit imagination and they don't have like that storytelling ability, you wouldn't want them to be You wouldn't want them, DM, but, right? but D&D was nice enough to actually make these things called campaigns where there was like a book. Okay. So you could actually read, like how you now Mark right, refers right, right, back right, to right, that. right. That's basically you could get like standalone adventures. Okay. So you can it can be like okay, well the three of us are going. I'm gonna be DM, but I'm I'm a shit imagination. But I have a book with right. everything I need and the story in here. But like when y'all started playing, that's not how it was. Right? So there were some. Was there like well, a that's, book no, of well, stories? Well, that's saying that like now it's advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Before it was basic Dungeons and Dragons. Right. But it's called Dungeons and Dragons, and that's all it was. Like there wasn't there wasn't like. Here's the stuff. Create your own story. It was like here's a story, and you you right. followed it, and right. then after a while, you play it enough times, you go, 
you know what? I Shit, could, I could do this. I could do this myself. Like, I could create this character. I know all the rules. Right. We play this, like, four times or whatever. And there's right. Like, because, like, like, they used to have, I think they had 12 adventures when they first started. Yeah. Actually, I think it was four, and then it grew into 12 after the first four were done. And after a while, you go, well, it's the same rules with every character and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So there's not much of a change. All you had to do was create a new story. Right. So you create the story yourself because you, you watched, you read Lord of the Rings or you right. you watched this certain movies. And you go, you know what? I'm going to use that in this my, for my you know story. And you play it out in a slightly different way. And you go, okay, it was great. And then somebody else goes, you know what? Since we've been playing this a long time, because it's usually the same group. It's not... Like new people showing right, up every right. week, it's always the same group of people right. or group anyway. I mean, once in a while you might have some come in for a while that wants to try it, and then they go, "Yeah, it's not for me." After right, like four weeks of fighting. <laughs> yeah, all you guys do is argue. <laughs> so that's you know, so that's that, that's the gist of it. Is, is that, and then after a while they came out with Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, which was here's a here's a here's a uh, dungeon master guide of what you can do with all the rules. Here's a player's guide. These, these are all the characters that you can create based off of what we've created. Right. And then there's uh, there's like all these other books. Like there's a weapons book. There's a monster manual. So you can create. I don't a... remember that monster manual. I used to read the shit out of that <laughs> thing. <laughs> so it had all the monsters that were created in the D&D world. And that's the thing. Like after a while, you could create your own mm-hmm. because you knew the rules of all those monsters. Right. All those characters. Right. So you could create a character base. You could create a monster base. You could create a weapon base. Right. Because you knew all the rules of how everything's written out. And it's the same rules. It's not like there's. A different rules versus a sword versus an axe. I mean, it, there's slight difference in terms of how many hit points. Like, you know, if, if I hit you with a sword, it might be a six sure. hit points. An axe might only be four. Right. You right. know, and there's different dice for that. Sure. So you roll. So that's the idea of it was that you can go, well, I can create a dagger, which is a plus two, but now I have a jewel in it. And the jewel is a magic jewel, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know? And then, you, you know, it's got a plus six you know, or a plus eight. And it's a special weapon. I call this dagger swag. <laughs> it smells like an ocean scent, and it, it has, and then when it's we're low on tide a, of the pier, really, right, but, somebody uh, farted, uh, fucker. but when we're on the beach, it has a plus three attack. You yeah. know, you know, like because of the scent that it brings, right? You know, it has a plus two to charm mermaids. You know, it could be anything. So if you start out, you you know, you kind of start out like learning the rules and being a basic character and all that kind of stuff, and then. It's not a one night session. It's never one no, night. No, apparently not. You know, I mean, I've played one night sessions and they're okay, but you know, you kind of go, all right, now it's like 11 o'clock at night. It's time for people right. to go home. We'll come continue next week and right. begin at like seven o'clock or eight o'clock or whatever. And you would come back with your characters. You would kind of go, where were we last week? And kind of get like a minutes, like almost like a meeting. And you go, now I'm up to speed. And then you continue on with the journey until it was over. And it could last like a month, month and a half, two months. Yep. There you have it, folks. <laughs> Come join us. We'll all be gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening, folks. You've been listening to Geeksters Live here on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and tune in. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. Don't forget to go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. And if you want to catch the podcast version of this episode, the show, whatever, you can go to our About section on our Facebook page. Uh, or go to iTunes or our wordswithgeeks.com website or any app that allows you to download podcasts. There you go. Uh, but, of course, if you would like to talk to Ed about anything you've seen or heard, tell him your D&D stories. <laughs> contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean and tell his your D&D stories to him at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. See you next week. Bye.